It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over my apartment. We watch any TV show they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. There's a dog tangled in my microphone, and it's hilarious. (laughs) Come here. Stop it. It's like a little little, um, farce happening. And uh, my guest today is uh, one of my favorite comedy people, uh, uh, Curtis Gwynn, who you might know. He uh, just wrote for The Walking Dead. He's going to be writing for The Leftovers, Damon Lindelof's new show, and I mean, creator of Fat Guys Stuck in the Internet, co-creator, and many other Adult Swim things, NTSF and... Just a, a genius among men? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. You're fine with it. that. Yeah, I am a genius among men. Um, it really depends on what group of men and where. But why would you also need to say genius? I mean, he's just a genius because it's, it's assumed that it's among men. <laughs> There's, I've never heard that phrase before. So to ask me why people would say why that Why is that phrase, saying that I just made up? It's not a real <laughs> phrase. It's not a genius among men. I mean, I've heard a, a man among boys. <laughs> that's a real of, phrase. That's, that's faked. That, that's no, no, totally. that's real. He's a man among boys. You know, that's a real thing. You're thinking also, of boys to men. I'm thinking of Woody Allen. That's <laughs> right. what Although he, it, was a, it was a girl child. I'm sorry. Um, anyway. Anyway, let's get into – so this is all about the Woody Allen thing. This is the, <laughs> the next two hours. <laughs> this whatever. is all about Woody Allen. It's about Woody Allen oh, and Philip gosh. Seymour Hoffman. And oh. uh, we're going to get to the bottom of those two terrible, terrible, terrible things. Um, thanks so much for being here, Curtis. Sure. Thank you for having me. You brought a very cute puppy. I'm sorry. Awesome. I know no, he's distracting. But... No, no. The, I've, we've had puppies on the show before. This is the third dog on the show. Yeah, I kind of feel guilty leaving him at my uh, apartment all day, so I had to bring him over. And and that's appreciated. Bruce, because... Bruce, the, Bruce the Boston Terrier. Um, Bruce the Bulldog is what we'll call him. And, <laughs> fine, fine. He's not a bulldog. That's fine, though. Um, he's a genius amongst dogs. He's, yeah, he's a genius among men among dogs. So um, I'm very excited you're here. You're a big uh, – I mean, not only do you work in TV, but I'd say you're a big TV and media fan. Yes, of course. An encyclopedia uh, of I'm knowledge. I'm sure everybody you have on, anyone who's do in, doing movies and TV and stuff, I mean, they should be. A but, junkie of the thing that they love. But I also like – I you back in the day directed a sketch group that I was on in uh, at the UCB and you would always – your references were – you'd always bring up things that I'd want to check out. Like <laughs> I feel like you're really good <laughs> at like – references. You guys, you just really reminds me of uh, a Filthy Rich and Cat Flap. Uh, you know, well, so you, you, like, what you, the fuck is that? You brought to me one, – one of the great documentaries that I've seen recently about like movies was Overnight, which you recommended. Oh, yeah. which was yeah. like I'd never heard of that. I've never heard of anybody really talk about that. But that's oh, about man. the guy who made Boondock Saints. That's right. And that's like a crazy. Is amazing... Is it still on Netflix? I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. Oh, I thought I saw. It. Maybe it. Maybe it's it might on be. It. it could be. But it's definitely like anybody who wants to know the story behind. Yeah, the the making of Boondock Saints, <laughs> which sounds like you wouldn't. You're yeah, like, no, like, that's okay. I, I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> but you really should. Overnight, a great documentary. Great documentary. Crazy about documentary. Basically, the biggest e- e- egotistical maniac in in the world, yeah. or egomaniac is a way to shorten that. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, uh, I'm because of that. I'm excited to watch the show that you chose because if you, yes. if you're into it, I'm excited about it. Well, let me just say, uh, do you do a special thing? Do you, do you talk about the show? Or yeah, let's talk start? about the show. Why you cho- what do you like about it? Why okay. you chose it? It's uh, Luther, which is the BBC uh, sort of detective procedural slash serial show. Um, it's not a new show, and I think a lot of people know it. You haven't seen it. Yes, I've, but I've been aware of it, and I've, I, it feels like one of those shows that people have told me I should check out. It's one of those shows that like nobody knew about at first. It was awesome to see it. Then the second season came around. People still hadn't caught up to the first season yet. Second season – in the States anyway. Second season came around. Second season was not quite as good as the first season. It was still a lot of good stuff in it, but you know, it's short. I think it was like three parts or four parts. And then the third season just came out. And it, now everybody was, you know, everyone had been hyped up on Luther. Everyone was like, okay, everyone's been talking about Luther. We, you know, da da da. And it, I've heard it's terrible. I, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yet. I thought you were going to be like, and it blew my mind. <laughs> no, I hear it's just awful. Oh, uh, bummer. Now, that could be wrong because I haven't seen it yet. So I can't right. say that that's true. It's just that that's what I've heard. And so I've been nervous. I have it on my DVR at home, but I've been sort of reluctant you, to watch it. Because you don't want to ruin the thing. I really love the first two seasons, especially the first season. 
and so I didn't want to like spoil uh, what the deal was. Right. And and uh, this show, for those who don't know, I don't know too much about it. I know it's a detective show. It is. It's about uh, this detective Luther, and he he's Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross. And he, as we were talking earlier, he pursues Lex Luthor through, <laughs> through, through time, through time. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that's, I mean, that's what I got out of it. When I, I would watch that, watch that show. <laughs> it, it, There's an audience for that show. <laughs> oh God. And, uh, no, he's a detect. he's a police detective and he's, uh, you know, classically on the edge, right. you know, but he's, it's very, it's a very dark show. It's Idris Elby. He's fantastic. And it just sort of it, it's it's very much like a like a classed up, really good procedural mm-hmm. show like the NCIS or CSI like those shows I don't I'm not a fan of those right. shows they're not my thing. There are elements of that in Luther, so they have like sort of crime of the week, ripped from the headline episodes. style. But then they'll alternate and they'll have episodes that are really just his story, uh, and there's an overarching plot going through all the episodes, an overarching story. And he has a dynamic with uh, – I don't want to spoil too much, but he has a dynamic with this female criminal who um, is really unique, I think, or is really kind of the cool thing about the show uh, and the thing that really drew me into it. Plus it has a great – the theme songs, Massive Attack, Very Paradise cool. Circus. It is a, one of the best opening themes, I think. A uh, good theme song me. can make a show. Yes. It sets the tone and mood absolutely perfectly. Um, let's – Right now, try to name our favorite theme songs. Some of our favorite theme songs through TV. Okay, you want to go first? I'm go- I'll go first because I just realized this is hard. It is hard. Um, I mean, everybody's going to go classic Cheers. I feel like people would say that, and I think that's, a, that a, stands as one of the great. Yes, uh, it's a perfect song. Another one that's just sets the tone. It just sets right. the tone perfectly. It's sort of. Uh, it's just great. Uh, if you've never heard, have of you it, ever heard like the to... whole song? Yes, though? I have heard <laughs> How the whole crazy song. Crazy it gets. I love when they're like super. Like Perfect Strangers had a theme song that was just way longer than the <laughs> like for the first episode. They're like, yeah, let's do a minute and a half. Well, theme all, theme, <laughs> all old comedy theme songs are always longer, of course. Yes. They, I mean, whoever, whatever, like studio session musician made them, they recorded a full song they made a three minute song and they probably released that as a single too. of course <laughs> and, and but the, the 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 lyrics that you don't know are always terrible like yeah. the lyrics you know from the theme song you're like great it's growing pains it's you know or whatever it's 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 uh, great it's perfect it's growing pains yeah <laughs> it's, it's perfect it's, and then like you know how does growing pains go again it's, it's like, um that's uh now, uh, that's as long as we, we got, got each other, and we got the world spinning right in our hands, baby. Rain or shine, rain or shine, something like that. Something, but, but then a... the next lyrics are always something like, We're sleeping in dirt now, <laughs> we're dying in streets and we're rivers of blood, you know, or something, something that doesn't super make it dark. You're like, What the fuck just yeah. happened? That's the whole song, or you know, it's very, it's very weird. Well, the first, the first lyrics are the ones that. That, you know the the network wanted, and then there were other the, 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 <laughs> like the, say whatever you want. The, we yeah, we this, wrote the we wrote the first chorus. You you, you know you write the for whatever the shit you want for them. <laughs> um, so I guess we just named Cheers and Growing Pains are the best two. I think uh, in dramas. I think Mad Men's one. Mad Men's great. RJD two. I yes, think RJD two. I love. But uh, yeah, saw him once live perfect. in college. No big deal. I saw him live. <laughs> was it good? Was it good to see RJD two live? I don't know. Did he just stand just at a like laptop. A, yeah, it was just like a DJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's well, you know what though. I actually kind of appreciate that. As I get older, I think I'd like a concert that's a little more kicked back with right. a guy just sitting at a just, table, just chilling. Just hit the hit play. <laughs> I don't. I can't let's take just enjoy an album together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just. It's like sitting in a living room with them, listening to some music. That's more my speed. That'd be days. great. I would love a personal concert in my living room that the people you know these days musicians offered all that it's like a thing now you like it through you know um uh there's a lot of bands and musicians sort of like you know not the biggest bands but the right. medium level small touring bands they always have a thing like i'll play your house you know give me ten thousand dollars that'd be great sit and jam in your house if you have a hundred friends they all pay a hundred dollars i mean that's great that'd yeah i mean that's a thousand dollars that's not you know I don't know if that's going to get get. Oh no, that's that's ten. That's a ten. What is that? Ten thousand. I think I did the math. I think I, I did. Look, I'm a fucking moron. There's something I know, you need but to you know. Don't know. While you were I'm saying every idiot. from the second you said 
a 10,000, I was doing math the whole time until I said it. So. <laughs> and then I immediately undercut it and tried to pretend like I knew yeah, yeah, what yeah. the math was. And clearly I didn't. I'm a, I'm a, uh, but but yeah, yeah, Mad Men is great. And I think The Wire is also one of the... Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I like The Wire because changed every season. Yeah. Same song. It's a great diff- pun. It's, it's, a, it's a pun. It's, it's the, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the artist changes, but the song remains the same. Exactly, you know? it's always the same song, no matter where you go. And it's a it's such a great thing. It's such great. And then, then of course, Stringer Bell, Adrius, is that his name? Adrius, Idris, Idris Elba, Elba. I think. But people say Idris. I, I don't know. And uh, he was Stringer Bell, of course, in The Wire, and he's Luther uh, in this. Yes, and he's uh, he sort of like blew up. I feel like I feel, and it's weird because. First of all, I didn't know he was British during The Wire. Me neither. Because, and that's always impressive to me when I find out a actor that I didn't know is like Gillian uh, Anderson. I didn't know she was whatever she isn't she British? Gillian is Anderson British from X Files? Is she? She's in. She's in. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I think if that's is. true, my mind is blown because I don't believe that to be true. No, that's. I think she's married to a British person or something. No, she. She's, she's British. Well, she's in this TV show that was recommended. I think I may have mentioned it to you recently called The Fall, where oh, she yes. plays a. Uh, she's uh, pursuing a serial killer, and which is every television show. Which right is now, every television fine. show, which is okay. It's fine. And but she has a British accent. She's British in it. I, I, I don't think she's but I don't know. Well, then here's the thing. Then then she's really good. Either way, she's great. Look, I actually don't know. It's actually kind of killing me right now. Can we, we Google it? Let's Google it. I'm going to Google it right now. Here, you're a host, so you got to keep talking. All right, so this. I'm going to explain what Google is while you're Googling. Yeah, tell the people about Google. But I, I, uh, The Fall was a show that actually on this podcast Joe Randazzo had recommended to me, and I ate it up like um, sugar puffs, if that was a real cereal. Okay. And uh, and it's awesome. I, I also The first thing recommend. that comes in uh, is Gillian is Anderson British. And the answer? Hold on. I'm going to look her Born up. in Chicago, Illinois. To British – no, I don't know. Soon after her birth, the family relocated Whoa. to – hold on. I've got to hit the link. Oh, shit. Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait That's a minute. That's hilarious. Hold on. Wait a minute. Am I even on the right page? Hold on. Yeah. It's 1968 in Chicago. Soon after her so birth, she's... the family relocated to Puerto Rico for 15 months, then moved to England. Wow. Okay. So she spent the next nine years of her childhood growing up in London's North End, first in Stanford Hill and later in Crouch End, uh, while her father, Edward, studied blah, 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 blah. Eventually, the family moved back to the USA and settled in Grand Rapids, uh, that's Michigan, where her father ran a film post-production company. Okay, so she's lived in England. You know who's like this? Is Do you know The Walking Dead at all? I do know The Walking okay, Dead. Okay, Lauren Cohan. Which uh, character is she? Uh, uh, she's uh, who I wrote for the show. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, you know uh, no, she's the dark haired sister. You know I wrote sure, for yes. oh, the entire season four. By the way, um, <laughs> no, her name's Maggie. And so sure, Maggie, yes. Maggie she's is her British. Name. She's British, but the same way that Gillian Anderson's British. Puerto Rico, Chicago. <laughs> Hers is like New Jersey and somewhere. Wow. And so she. She gets a little. If she's a couple of drinks, she gets a little British. Um, but isn't the and thing she sounds like, a little British the in thing general? That if you're where you are until like age thirteen, it's like locked. After that, isn't that like what the thing? Where is? did you, who told you this? I think my dad might have said that when I was like eight years old. I don't <laughs> well, why, know. Why were you having this conversation with your dad when you were eight? <laughs> he sat me down and he had the talk. <laughs> oh, the talk about, about <laughs> your ethnicity or accent is locked in. Yeah, I uh, that's, that's every. My dad never had that uh, talk with me. That's why I. That's why I have so, so many troubles. Today. I think that's why we can get to the bottom of most issues because of yeah. that conversation. Can I also just say, people can't tell, but my dog is just crawling. He just is crawling all over us. He, every time you hear us sort of straining a little bit, it's because we're trying to catch him and move him off our laps. But you stuff. have to understand it's also, it's an eight month old dog. So it's the cutest thing ever. And it's he's totally a cute dog. Cute. He's a cute little dog. Um, so we're going to check out the first episode of uh, Luther. Yeah. So I'm going to be looking out for the theme song um, and uh, anything else I should know going in or, or for somebody I think who's you should just it. enjoy it. You know, don't expect too much. I think like people overhyped Luther. And that's sort of why I avoided it, I'll yeah. say, is because people were uh, hyping it up and I felt like I'll, I'll see this eventually, but I don't need to. It wasn't yes. like I, I need to get in. It's not it's not uh, the wire. You know, it's not Breaking Bad. It's 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 more. It's more procedural. It's more like a procedural. Right. That's really great. Think of it like if you were to sit down and watch NCIS Los Angeles, but I don't know. You, you can keep your canceled. brain on a little right, bit. Right, but it's like 
it's operating at its peak performance. You Which know, we should all be uh, going for. Exactly. I mean, that's all you can hope for. That's all you can hope for in life. A peak performance NCIS is... That's that's like it, man. That's it. That's it. That's so it. we're going to watch... Right now, we're going to watch the peak performance <laughs> NCIS <laughs> Luther. Exactly. Alex, are you familiar with Occam's Razor? All things being equal, the simplest solution is the best solution. That's right. What that principle tells me is that the only person known to have been at your parents' house this morning, it was you. I don't see how it's possible to arrive at that conclusion. Well, there was no evidence of an intruder. But absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence. I know, I'm making a leap. It's a little leap, though. It's more of a hop. Is this where you ask me if I hated my parents? It is about that time, yeah. Did they make me a freak? Yes. Did I hate them? Absolutely. Did I kill them? No. Can you prove that? I can't prove a negative. Can't be done. Innocence is a negative. It's the absence of guilt. Meaning the burden of proof is entirely yours. If you think I did this, then you need to demonstrate how and when. No, no. And I won't be able to do that, will well, I? Well, you can certainly try. Because there is nothing... You don't interact with the things we know in the way that we expect. Your presence, your accents can only be inferred by a certain absence. Is that a compliment? Absolutely. Are you trying to beguile me? All right, we just okay. uh, we Luther. Walked, we just Luthered it up. The pilot for Luther. The pilot for now was it a pilot? I mean, for or whatever. That first, I should, yeah, it was first, first episode. First episode of Luther. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you gave it a, a pretty good setup, like, the appropriate setup. Yeah, the appropriate the the uh, the sort of the better CSI. Yes, because it's not it's it's not like um, there. Are, I think there's the thing with it that it, there are genius elements to it, mm-hmm. but it's definitely delivered in a very pulp, yes, very mainstream kind of way, and and I think because it's British. People oversold it as right as like this more is, than what it is. Yeah, because when you think, I feel like there is this interesting thing when a British show crosses over, or when somebody talks about it, you think about it in a different way than like if somebody recommends an American yes, show. You're like, of course, if this is if this is a foreign show and it's made it here, there's a re- like it's already it's built up. I mean, this may be heresy; people will probably flip out, but I feel the same way about Sherlock. Uh-huh. Like, I like, I've watched it. I think it's entertaining i enjoy sherlock but i'm not like i cannot pretend it's like a genius show i agree it's, it's fun. very good it's fun and it's nice to see benedict cumberbatch and martin freeman in like tv shows yeah and that's yeah. fun but it's yeah. yeah i i agree i'm yeah i don't think that's her i don't think people i, I don't maybe know. they don't feel that way but maybe i'm just projecting that onto them i don't know but uh, I, I like this because I, I again you know like obviously that that the story of the two of them it's sort of the hannibal lecterish as a woman yes exactly story so, kind of plays out so let's set it up a little bit let's explain uh to the audience and we'll there with spoilers be i don't know what the way to set up be there damned or we shouldn't spoil her. we can no we can spoil okay, so spoil. if you haven't watched this show Either watch it or we're going to ruin this for you. Yeah. And that's totally fine. <laughs> and that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, so the episode starts with mid Luther. It's like mid, uh, it's in a, it's a high drama situation. Yes. Luther, Idr- Idris Alba, Stringer Bell is chasing uh, a, a guy. Henry Man- Manson, I think his name yes, was. Yes, I think it's Manson. And, and with an E, with not an e, with yes, an O. Not, not the O. Not no relation. No, relation, no relationship to. Marilyn Manson, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they're like in a, this sort of cool-looking factory, which is also just a great, of like, course. classic. Of course, setup. I think it's like a medical. It's like an abandoned medical factory or something. Which it's is just like just a chemical. Cool, it's yeah, like the Batman and like Joker. Batman. Yeah. It's totally that. It's yeah. totally that. Yeah. Which is a great like way to start a show. Like sure. you're psyched. He's. Uh, uh, Luther is pursuing this guy. They sort of meet like on this very metal bridge, like this tiny metal bridge. Yeah. That's and the whole thing. They're way up in the air. Yep. And the guy's holding some like sort of plumbing that yeah. he's like ready to. He's gonna of, fall off this bridge. He's kind of broken. He's just barely clinging on. And yeah, he falls. So yeah, he go, he attacks Luther, but he falls oh, and right, he's cling, yes. and he's clinging for his life. 
And Luther's like, I'm not going to let you. Or he, he basically is like, give me the information. Yes, there's a kidnapped child somewhere. Kidnapped child somewhere. Tell me where she is. And, may, and he alludes to saving him. Yes. He gives her the name. He gives Luther the name. I mean, not the name. The place of where she is. Where she's Luther hidden. Luther indicates, it calls through the phone. That's how phone how calls happen. Yeah, he calls to the phone. <laughs> the other person answers. The, are you, is that, wait a second. Are you going to go through yeah. he calls the entire through a phone. show and in like a very sort of like he calls, yeah. like he, <laughs> he calls through the phone. The person answers the, guy, the phone. The, the, the guy answers and then the, then the guy says to the guy. The guy answers the, who answers the phone and says hello and he's that. I'm confused. I just watched this with you and I'm completely lost in your explanation. So, so he basically tells the other officers where the girl is and they save the girl. Yes, they save this little girl who's She's like alive. hidden in a box and in behind a bookcase in a wall or something which reminded me of have you to uh get away from it for a second but did you see prisoners i haven't seen it yet i think it's a pretty good movie okay I i've just heard wanted... contrasting things i i wouldn't say it's great by any ch- but, but it's, it's worth watching it's i i thought it was like a good a good watch i'll watch it i'll watch and it. interesting characters and uh and you know I, that dark you know, it's 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 similar, uh, you, you know, uh, subject matter as this initial story, but anyway, so, um, so he's saved. Uh, the girl is saved, and but Luther decides he sort of makes the decision to let this guy fall fall to his death because he's because he's not because he's he says like oh there were there wasn't just this girl okay this girl we saved but there were ten uh, other girls yes, and exactly. I think he even says that one of them died in his arms or something with these children right or something like that. And so he's just like, ah, fuck this guy. And he lets him drop. And that's like a big setup. I feel like, does Batman let people die? No, Batman. No, but uh, no, he doesn't really let people die. But I I think he. I feel like I've seen little, this specific. I feel like that character of letting somebody. Die, that's like a big thing in that type of movie. Right. Sure. Like, well, yes, it's sort of like. He's an antihero. He's basically you're saying, okay, yes. this guy is not the cop who goes, okay, if I let him die, I'm just as bad as he is. Right. He's the cop who lets the guy fall, uh, you know. And it's sort of, you know, again, it's not it, we're not breaking. It's not ground ground here, but it's but, it's a good setup for yeah. the show. Yeah, and you're with it, and you're and then and then for the rest of the episode, it sort of flashes forward, and um, the guy who has fallen is actually still he's in a coma. Mm-hmm. And there's been disciplinary action towards Luther because he let the guy die, but they can't prove it. They can't prove that he like did he fall? Did he whatever? So yeah. he's let back on the force after I guess some some, some period of time that's undisclosed. And, and uh, I think they say six months actually, um, or half a year. Yeah, or half a year. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six a year, half a dozen of uh-huh. a year. Exactly. And. Um, and it not only has that happened, but the other – so he's this, had this – been away from his job, but he's also going through issues with his wife um, who is – Zoe. Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. And that's not true. And, <laughs> and her thing is she's sort of moved on from him. Yeah, she's moved on. She's she's had enough of the cop life, being the cop's wife. The guy who's married to these are all the classic tropes and yes. cliches. They've layered in all the classic tropes and cliches, but somehow it feels fresh. They they dress it up in a way that feels somewhat new and exciting. Yeah, I like his, I like his character. Like I'm into his character. He flies off the handle a couple times. And he breaks a door, which was I thought really cool. It was a good scene. It was, it was a good scene. When it he was a good beats scene. up that door. He beat up the door, and the, when I noticed, whenever he's in a rage, the editing is very choppy. Like it's a little, yeah. It's like supposed to be inside his brain. A little artsy. It's a little artsy. Um, and then, but the the plot for the episode itself, the episodic nature of it that you mentioned before, was that. Uh, there's like a multiple homicide in in a house. Yes, like and a Tony wealthy. Home and yeah, in a nice home, and uh, the daughter of the family, like the father, was killed. The mother was killed. Was there somebody else killed? And the dog was killed. The dog was killed. And they're like thirty-two-year-old or a thirty-year-old daughter calls and uh, calls the police. And when she's brought in, and Luther's interviewing her on his first case back, you know, he's like, Who, "There's no evidence. There's nothing besides for the gunshots." Uh, or the the bullets, but I guess those can be traced. And he says, D- is there anybody that you think could even have done this? 
And she, she goes, said, no, there's nobody. There's nobody. And she's uh, side note. She plays the mom in Saving Mr. Banks. She's the mom in Saving Mr. Banks, which I have not seen, which is which you did not enjoy. I did not enjoy it at all. Yeah. And I think it's mostly because of that part of the, that whole part of the movie. I d- don't know. All I know is this. I got really – this is how I knew I had to like go back to therapy because uh-huh. I haven't seen Saving Mr. Banks, but I saw this Yahoo News story about it. Yahoo News is also my favorite news to check because it's the stupidest news source. Right, right, right. But it, it, there was a story about it and they said, well, five things that they changed about real the life. real story right. of Saving Mr. Banks in the movie. And the number one thing – I got to all of them that whatever it was – Four non-issues. Right. And then the fifth one was at the premiere of Mary Poppins. What's her name? The woman. Do you uh, remember? I forget her name. Okay. Idris Emma Thomas, Thomas right? Yeah, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. She, her character, her, yes. the real life woman cried at the premiere. And in the movie, the show, she kind of cries and she taps her foot to one of the songs and she's so moved that yes, she cries. Yes. They say in real life, the woman did cry. Because she hated she it. She hated the movie. So much and to the end of her life regretted the entire thing, hated it to her core. It, it's – and I and read I got that. so mad about that. I, I got so mad. I was like steaming for three days and I would tell anyone that I met <laughs> exactly what I told you. And I'd go, can you believe that? Can you believe this? <laughs> and then I was like, I, I need to go back to therapy. This is – this is I've gone. This is crazy. Because you internalized it so much. Yeah, I got so yeah. mad. I was but so it upset. is it, like with that movie. That's true. Like that's fu- it is fucked up. It's like, terrible. It's terrible. Like this is that woman's life, and and they're totally shitting on it. And I've heard some other things about her life that were totally off about it, and. And and uh, the whole thing is oh uh, so during the movie they they show her meetings with this uh, the uh, the musicians the songwriters. and the songwriters and and she's uh, and with the writers being super specific about things and why they shouldn't be changed and it's they're like oh she's crazy and then they play at the end of the thing at the end of the movie they play her actual recording of her doing that in real life and you're like. She's not wrong. Like yeah. she's not wrong. Yeah. Like this is this it, the, the, the whole movie. This is why I'm so I'm I'm offended as a person, as an artist, as everything, but also man, you know, like specifically as a writer, because that that movie is totally indicative of the problem with with I think you know living in Hollywood, living and working in the business and everything. Writers are it is just so are you're so disrespected. Yes. It's like, oh, you want to keep your little writing the same? You fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. And then if the movie bombs, they go, well, the writer really fucking sucked it up. You know, they they were shitty. But if the writer is so disrespected, the whole the original idea is of things is so disrespected in in our in, in, in mainstream entertainment. That it's a shame. And we present the movie that they're trying to make a heartfelt movie about how the studio was right. How psychotic is this but, fucking right. movie? <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the studio the- was right. It's a heartwarming tale about how the studio was right in destroying the integrity of an artistic work. But here's the one Ugh. thing. Here's the one thing that makes it even weirder is I love Mary Poppins, the movie. The I think Mary I, Pop- as a kid I loved it. And you did too, right? Like that's the other <laughs> I thing did is love it. the other thing is the movie fully succeeded. Yeah, it's like, a total success. It's like it was a total success. Uh, Diet, she might have been around. she might have been wrong. Like uh, she that's the other thing is like uh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's why and now I it undercuts everything. Yeah, I, but no, I but that's said. but it's it's this is that's, why therapy's in order because <laughs> you're right. I love Mary Poppins. But that that's why it's so <laughs> bizarre. That's what's so yeah. strange about it is like she, she oh. was an artist they did shit on her thing but they created this timeless thing that completely <laughs> overshadowed her original thing oh. she wouldn't even be known we wouldn't even be talking about her if they didn't do that which and i'm not defending that it's just oh. such a weird thing oh my god you're right jesus i hadn't you've just <laughs> deflated my entire <laughs> how did i not even see this is the thing about impotent rage it's 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 pointless <laughs> it's just like you know you're wrong oh God, you're right. Oh man, I should take notes from the studios. I should just be like, you're right. No, but that's not, the thing. It's not that the stu- yeah. It, that's the thing is like, no matter what, you live and die by that studio. They they have the, <laughs> they'll make or break you. But um, imp- talking about impotent rage, 
Luther. Luther. Yes. <laughs> back, back to Luther. Well, this is where I so saw the, the main, the main story of this was the, that murder, the multiple homicide in the house, the house and the daughter, they bring in the daughter. She says she's super tired. Yeah. And, uh, she's never been more tired in her life. I've never been more tired in my life. Not yeah. even when I was married to the abusive father in saving <laughs> Mr. Banks. And well, that would have been f- uh, fortune telling because, or f- mm-hmm. because this took place. This was shot well before Saving Mr. Banks. Yes, that's so true. She that's would have true. been telling the future. But that scene in Mr. Saving Mr. Banks took place in the past, so that's doubly time travelly. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whatever. Whoa, we need to get Lex Luthor and Luther <laughs> and Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross in that time machine. Um, so, but in the interrogation, Luther is asking, or no, it's not an interrogation yet. He's asking her about these things, about the death. Who do you think could be behind this? She says nobody. Then he. You so you see him get a glint in his eyes or something, and he yawns. He fake yawns. And I, I mean, I you don't. Knew right away. I knew I right away. I saw you smugly grin and nod yeah. next to me on the couch. You went, mm-hmm. you were like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and <laughs> he, he yawns, and she doesn't yawn. And then I knew immediately. You were tipped. He left off the the room, and I said she did it, and he said she did it. Yeah. And I have to say. I take pride in that. Yes, you were right there with Luther. You were right there with Luther. I was there with Luther. But, um, yeah, the whole thing was he was like, uh, everybody yawns when you yawn. Right. Which is, okay, an interesting it's argument. Str- it's a stretch. It's a stretch, but it makes sense for she was so tired that yes. he, but it is true. He says that even saying the word yawn makes you yawn, and somebody yawns. I want to yawn right now because of it. And then also, I've read that if you read the word yawn, you yawn. I, I, and you, I yawned while reading it. You told me that, and I, I, I believe it. Isn't that weird? It's a very weird thing. But it's empathy, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's all empathy. That's why you do it. That was the test. The test is she sociopaths and narcissistics uh, uh, don't have empathy. Right. So if you can trick them, you know. But that it's a little flimsy, but you it know, is flimsy. But it's cool. It's I think it's a good. It's a. It's a fun it's specific fun. to it's, to a detective uh, show. It's a fun thing, and we've all experienced yawning. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a medical phenomenon where someone has not experienced yawning. They just have the most tired jaw. They just want to. Str- they're just like. Want str- well, they can't even open it. But they can't open it on their own. No, can you imagine that poor person? Oh, oh it's so good to yawn. It feels so. Well, good. isn't there that person that's like allergic to like water? Wasn't there a girl that was? I like, think you're thinking of M Night Shyamalan's Signs. Signs where which, the aliens were allergic. to I water. guess the ending of that. No, I didn't. I guess the ending of Unbreakable. You guessed that Mr. Or Mr. Ice or whatever, Mr. Shatter, like Mr. Mr. Shatter, Mr. Ice, the the glass, glass, Mr. Man. Glass, Mr. Yeah, glass, yeah, something like that, Mr. Glass. You're like, I knew Sam Jackson was Mr. Glass. Yeah, Oops, spoiler alert for Unbreakable. <laughs> you know, I ruined um, the others. For somebody when the, it came out, the others was the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. No, no, no. no, no. It was uh, what's her name? Tom Cruise's old wife. Oh, uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, a ghost yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, it has like a Sixth Sense type thing. Someone ruined Sixth Sense for me. I came out. I was going to see the Sixth Sense. I had the tickets in my hand. I was on a street corner in New York, and a guy who was doing comedy at the time just came out and like I was like, yeah, "I'm going to see Sixth Sense." He goes, "It's so stupid." They're the uh, go- uh, he's the ghost, and I was like, "Why you?" What? You piece of trash. You're just a garbage person. That is a garbage thing to do. That's that's terrible. Why would why would you I mean like even if you think it's terrible, at least let the other person I, choose that. I incident- accidentally did the same thing for the others. This is a this is like a Mary Poppins rant. This is like the same Mr. Banks rant. <laughs> I accidentally then did it to someone else for the others. Now with the others, I remember watching that with a friend and we had heard that there was a creepy, you know, there was a twist, uh, yes. M Night style, and we my friend who I was watching with was like, I know what it is, I know what it is and like in the middle of it, he thought he figured it out and he texted. He's like, I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to text it to you and we'll look later. And he was totally right. <laughs> what was his idea? I don't, remember, the I don't remember what. Was it that they're, they're all dead the whole time? Right? Yeah, they're ghosts. They're, they're the, ghosts. the ghosts. I think yes. his was like yes. something totally wrong. Just like. I don't remember what it was that she gets killed or something. That's the twist. She gets killed in the end. I know what the M Night Shyamalan (laughs) twist is here. She gets killed. Um, Whoa! But I also, hey, I guess the sixth sense in the first scene. I guess. Did you really? Yes, I did. But but at that point, I was the there was so much hype. 
that there was a twist I was looking for. I was so upset because I didn't know anything. I didn't know there was a twist or anything. Right. And I, this idiot on the street corner spoiled it for me. You didn't know there was a twist. I didn't know there was a twist. That's I, a great I, I honestly way to go knew to nothing about it. It had come out. I everyone was. I heard people. You know. See, oh, six yeah. Sense, six Sense. You catch bits on the news or whatever, but I didn't know about the twist. Yeah, it's better to go into something completely fresh. And how often does that happen now? How often? What's well? Here's what I did. I have a friend who hates horror movies. He's actually very afraid of horror movies. I love horror movies, but he can't. He really can't watch them. He gets really scared. And I was, bought tickets to a movie. The horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I got us tickets to a movie tonight. I said, but I want – I said the same thing you just said. I said, how often in life do you have a total surprise of what the movie is? Right, right, right. I mean you just – tonight you're not going to know. <laughs> you're going to blindfold you. We get to the arc light. Blind, you know, uh-huh. blindfold him. Brought him Wait, into the – literally blindfold We put him? a little thi- – no, 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 no. He put, put his arm over <laughs> his eyes so he didn't see the big the thing. <laughs> right. Uh, we walked in. Uh, he plugged his ears during like the – hey, when the guy comes right, out. Right, and, yeah, and, and the arc light. He, he, he was going like la, 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 la. Like right. his ears closed, his eyes closed the whole time. Everything he did not know. Now he thought we were going to see something else. He thought we were going to see some uh, Blue Jasmine. He thought we were. Right, he right. thought I was surprising him with Blue Jasmine, but it was a movie called You're Next, which is uh, you know. Sort yes, of I a, saw uh, the posters for that. It actually actually turned out to be kind of a fun movie. It was. I figured it was going to be one of these sort of torture porn home invasion movies, which right. it kind of is, but it has a very um, it has a very indie slant to it. It's actually very kind of a cool movie, but he was so mad. He turned to me when it started. He was like, fuck you, fuck you, like, fuck you, man. And he was terrified. But then he ended up enjoying it. Right. And at the end, he was like, that was a great experience. I wow. did not know what movie, he truly did not know what movie he was going to see. And he really felt surprised. That is great. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see a lot of movies that way. That would be such a great way to see a movie. It's great. Because I, I, there's something that is the way that we watch TV and movies now. You can't avoid. I mean, you, well, how often do you sit, you know, in front of Netflix? And I, I know it's a cliche, but in front of iTunes, and you do end up not making a choice at all. Yeah, because you've got a million choices, yeah. and you're just like, ah, ah, and nothing is good enough. Nothing is the holy grail. That's totally right. And I've put a million things on my Netflix uh, now. They call it the list, but I always call it the queue. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm never gonna watch these. I've put, I've like 400 movies on my queue. And every time I go through, I'm like, I can't watch this now. Do you know Alison Becker? Yes. Do you know Alison? Oh, no, I don't. I know. I know know of her. Yeah. I just thought because back in the – this is a total tangent. But in New York, in the old days when everyone was first trying to get work and stuff, you know, when no one was – there was no famous people from UCB yet. Right. There was a, a pool hall in New York, in Manhattan called The Q, but they would do sexy ads. And she was she was in one of the sexy ads. And their tagline was do the cue. So like there was a point where she turned around, she had like her pool cue. She's like, do the cue. It was the best. I mean, we, I mean, I'm not making fun of her. It's just, it's cause I think she's great, but I, it's just funny where everybody started. I was just that anyway, anyway, that's where my, cause I'm a fucking grandpa who, if you say the wrong word to me, wait, what was the word? What was the, oh, cause I said Q. I said Q. Well, here's my story to relating to that is when I was in college, it was super late at night on a Saturday night or something. Got back to my room, started watching like bullshit TV, just flipping the channels a commercial for Girls Gone Wild got went on, and I saw a girl from my high school, and I was oh like, "Oh God. yeah!" <laughs> Just like literally, like yes, no. like it was such a like the perfect. Mo- it's like going to a movie, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, how often are you really surprised watching it's something? Amazing. You're like, "Yes, that's, that's a real thing." <laughs> that you were I really just- excited. You weren't like, "Oh, that's a shame." No, I, it, well, it, first of all, I don't know. <laughs> you she wasn't your fist. <laughs> yeah, I literally did. She was probably tricked into that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's just first of all, I was also like. 18, 19 years okay, old. All right, okay, like, okay, if okay. I saw it now, I'd be like, that's super like, so sad. Super that's sad. Super no, okay. You're 19 years old. That's amazing. Yeah, it's just Absolutely. like, that's so. And I wasn't like, because I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the idea of that is so fucking funny and depressing. <laughs> Can we talk about that or no? Yes, just uh, so. Okay. In the, in the place where Craig is living, Yes. Right now, I where he's recording this. We're recording this in, this in the in the apartment he's living in. It's a nice place, 
And there's lots of cool stuff in here. There's like framed pictures of Ghostbusters and there's framed pictures of Shaun of the Dead movie. Po- it's like kind of cool nerd culture stuff. I'm subletting from a friend. I'll say Matt Myra. I don't think he'll be embarrassed about what you're going to no, say. No, but I think it's very cool. That, I mean, there's these guitars everywhere. I mean, it's like it's kind of a cool place. But there's one thing here that I just am – I really – Matt, I don't know you and I'm not trying to insult you if you hear this. I just – what's with the framed <laughs> – <laughs> Daniel Craig as Bond Skyfall Omega Watch ad. He why does he? Have, there's an ad framed <laughs> on the wall. The Omega Watch. There's the British flag in the in the background. Is Daniel Craig and in the foreground really closes the Omega Watch. He is so into James Bond that he literally buys. Articles of clothing that James Bond wears. What? So he has. What do you mean like movie memorabilia has, or from like a catalog? No, like like he has the James Bond watch, not the one that was worn in the movie. But right, he but, has, but he's got the. He the, has the Omega. He wears the shoes that Daniel Craig wears. <laughs> That's dangerous, don't they? Have like little bullets that shoot out of them and little yeah, knives yeah, no, and no, the no, heels they and have, stuff. They have <laughs> knives and poison in them. <laughs> but like, Jay Krill. But he's the a fan of James Bond to the extent. I mean, it's it's it's. Literally, he'll. We. I was on. He has a James Bond podcast that I was on, and while we were watching wow. GoldenEye together, he was looking up eBay items from the movie and stuff. He is so. It's. Holy I mean, shit. it's fandom to the. It's full extreme. extreme extent. I just. It's like a. It's like the back page of the inside of a Rolling Stone magazine, like the ad for. Yeah, Omega. it's like you see, like when yeah, when a celebrity's in the watch ad. That's yeah, what it's it a celebrity is. watch it's ad. Just, it's framed beautifully, yeah, and it's hung lovingly on his wall. Hey, hey, hey! Look, hey all right, anyway. that's how you. T- I don't want to. I'm not trying to slam him. He, there's w- lots he of wouldn't cool, feel slammed. He there's lots of cool slammed. stuff in here. He wouldn't feel slammed. He's a great guy, and he loves James Bond, and it is amazing. I think the Batman on the horse is, is completely awesome. Yeah, That's he's got some sweet game. Batman yeah, good stuff in here. memorabilia. Anyway, sorry. None of the listeners can <laughs> see any of this, so they're like, who gives a shit? But you know that. what? We're here. We're having fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I think to go back to Luther, and I'll try to segue it by saying Batman on a horse, Luther on the prowl. Yes. That's how I'm going right. to make okay, that segue. Sure. But he um, – when he's in, he he turns this into an interrogation of uh, of Mr. Banks's mom, right, Mr. Banks's right. wife, actually. Alice, Alice Morgan. Yes, and um, and this is where it beca- where I realize you're right about it being like CSI style because the way that he interrogates her, this is somebody whose parents have just died, yes, uh, murdered brutally, and then he sort of turns it into an interrogation, and she doesn't play. She's not like. <gasps> No, I I didn't do it. She doesn't do that. She's a mad genius. Yes, she she's, she she leans into it. She's Moriarty to his Sherlock. Exactly. She yes. basically her story is she was a genius. She went to Oxford, Oxford at age 13. 13. She, she's an astrophysicist. Astrophysicist physicist. She felt like a freak growing up because of her parents. She admits that she hates her parents. Yes. That they pushed her into all of this for her life. And they have this very smart repartee between them yes. of like – at a certain point, I was like, this is too smart. I'm I like <laughs> – you know, it was one of those things that – because it's it, – it it switched in my brain. It switched a little bit. I was like, okay, this is where this is going, which is fine. It just wasn't. It's I was. Very, it was, I was it, it's very pulp. It's very like uh, stylized. It's not like the way anything would happen in real life. Right. Exactly. You know. It's, but it, it's, but it was good writing, and it's and it was intriguing. It was, it's, yes. And gr- good actors. Yeah. As well. Um, but that's and then the rest of the episode was sort of this uh, cat and mouse thing between. I don't, is that, yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, sort of like them sort of one upping each other and and trying to. They have a lot of like little close conversations. It gets a little sexual. It gets a little sexy. It gets a little violent. Yeah, you know, dangerous feeling. She she threatens his wife, who he's on yes. the outs with, yes. um, and uh, and she literally goes up and 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 I called that too. The, yes, you that. did. You went, uh-oh. You went, uh-oh. She said, basically, uh, Luther goes to uh, his wife Zoe's uh, work. work, place of work. She's a, a humanitarian lawyer, right? Isn't <laughs> I, that I what – I think so. When, I missed that. My second time watching it, I missed that. Zoe is Googling um, – no, no, Zoe, the bad girl, Alice. Alice Morgan. Is Googling uh, Luther and then Googles his wife, and it, which is hilarious. Yes. This part was so funny because she's Googling. typing so she, fast. She's clicking and typing so oh, fast. The dog just 
crop dusted. My dog just walked past and, and farted for about 30 seconds oh straight. Oh, my God. And it is the foulest odor. I apologize. It's bad. But wow. He's a small dog. Big, big, big farts. farts. Big yeah. farts. Yeah. Big uh, farts. Big city. Big, I don't know what that um, means. Let's see. Uh, b- yeah. It's, I can't be big farts. Big city. That's yeah. the saying. What um, about Bruce? His name is Bruce. What about Bruce? Bruce farts in the city. Instead of Bay Pig in the City, does that not really work? If one of those if if one of those words rhymed, maybe yeah. <laughs> Bruce Bruce farts in the city is not good. That's terrible. It's terrible. Now you know why I write for dramas. Now this yeah, is what that's happens. True. Well, I was gonna out. I was gonna ask you like now this is a a, a good drama on TV. Yeah, and you you're a, a comedy guy, yeah. but you've you've sort of made the switch into drama. Yes. Has that been something – because you're into this. I mean you, you – I like, like to – but you know what? I watched this for the first time before I did drama. Right. And now that I've I've kind of done drama and been in drama, like I kind of see the the problems with it, you know, more. Right. Like I kind of look at it. It's sort of like anything. Like you – before you start doing comedy and like learning it and being obsessive over it and then, and then doing it, practicing it, doing – uh, you know, live shows and everything like that and writing and, you know, doing it. There's a lot of comedy that you kind of like and you're like, oh, I love that. Love it. Just And then you rewatch it and you're like, well, now that you're a practitioner, you're like, oh, that's... You're that's tearing it the, apart a little bit. You're yes. judging it. You you're start to judging. judge it. You start to judge it more. So now you that's how you watch dramas then? I think I was more judgmental of Luther this time through watching it. I think the first time through I was just like loving it. And do you feel that way in general with dramas that you watch now? Yes, I do. I, I, I think like, you know, it has to be pretty, I, and this is, I'm, this sounds pretentious. I don't mean it to be pretentious. I, I, it just has to, I don't watch just any drama. Yeah. You don't on. just, I, yeah. You don't just, it has to be really, really good. Or I have to have heard that it's really, really great. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same. I'd say I'm the same way with dramas in general, but not don't have the same obviously experience as you, but now are both comedy and drama ruined for you that you can't like just enjoy. <laughs> Everything's it? just ruined for me. No, because there's such great stuff. That's never been better, both in comedy and drama. I think it's totally. never been better. And like, especially for drama right now, it's just crazy. It is so good. I mean, I, I feel like I may have talked about this before on this podcast, but like right now, when has TV drama been better? I mean, I don't know. Like, there's so it's many never been great better. shows. It's there's too many. It, there's it, actually there are too many great shows. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, like I I feel like there are a bunch of shows that I've been missing. Well, one of the shows that you mentioned that we were thinking of watching was Rectify. I, I, yeah, and I haven't um, seen it yet. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I was reading up on it because we I thought we may watch it, and I was like, the reviews are great for this, yes. and it's produced by the. And I was like, how have I? There just have to be so many of those shows but that I'm just missing. I mean, I, I, I got really sick about three weeks ago, and so I just, just power-watched uh, Top of the Lake and uh, Les Revenants, The Returned. The Returned, I watched. Yeah. Both those series are, I mean, I was blown away. I was like, these are so great. You know, this is just such great television. I couldn't believe it. And then, of course, all the HBO stuff. And, and I'm lucky enough to be working on a show that I'm very excited. The Leftovers, you know, Damon is is awesome. And, and uh, the show is going to be very cool. So I'm very excited about it. HBO is so good. Yeah. They are so, I mean, like. They're terrific. They're unbelievable. And I don't know if they just let the person just go and do their own show. But they have, the caliber of the TV is so unmatched. I, I, you know, like, I, 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 they, I think they tend to be obviously more giving and more uh, allowing of the of the creatives. I'm, you know, I'm sure, you know, look, I don't have the, I'm working on the show, but I don't deal with the executive. Sure, sure. Dealing with, so I don't know what his experience is directly, but I'm sure it's challenging like anywhere. But um, uh, from everything I can tell, it's a you know a much smoother, easier, more energetic experience than you're going to get at most most networks. Yeah, there's just so much input everywhere else. Like yeah. it's the Saving Mr. Banks conundrum. It's the, <laughs> don't get me started about that. <laughs> God damn it! <clears throat> now with Luther, I mean, I feel like this is a show that I might stick with. I might watch some more episodes. Okay, but uh, in, in season because in, in this one. Not spoiler, but it's not resolved at the end of the episode. It sort of opens it up because yes. I sort of thought, oh, they're gonna, she's, he's gonna solve this crime by the end of the episode, but he right. didn't. Is this? Is, I assume the first season is sort of this whole story. It's <clears throat> not. 
not really to um I think you can count that. That's what I think is interesting about it. Mm-hmm. Like, especially it's sort of like, okay, it's a procedural, but that story is done. Like the um, story of her parents, that's, he can't get her. That's right. it. There's right. no catching her for that. Right. She won. He also kind of won because he knew and he figured it out, you know, but like he, that's done. What, what the complications arise as she is, gets a fascination with him. Right. And sort of like starts to constellate herself around his life. And I'm into they it. continually interact for the for the first season arc. I'm into and it. And that stuff is like cracked to me. I was like, I loved all of their interactions. I mean, some of it's corny, but I just like loved it. I was like eating it up. And uh, that stuff gets more compelling as it goes. Wait, did I? Did, have you seen the fall? The Jillian Anderson thing. I feel yet. like you would really like it because it. it feels like. It's it's definitely more of the. Uh, it's not as uh, poppy as the. You know, it, it's more. Um, t- I don't know what the word is. It's subtle and it and it and it's a slow burn and everything, but it's and it's really moody and but it's it's that same sort of like there's a relationship building between the killer. It's it's awesome. It's well, just totally cool. I'll definitely watch it. And it opens up your eyes to Jillian Anderson as a as a Puerto Rican. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um so now uh with Luther um what was I kept a couple notes? I'm just gonna gonna if you don't mind me opening no, up no, the no, please, old please, iPhone. Please. But uh, this is the most compelling part of the show. This probably. is the best part. Oh, this is also I was gonna say the plastic gun thing was an interesting thing, mm-hmm. which is that did they decide that she used the plastic gun? Like I forget how that came up that they thought it was the plastic gun. Well, I think because the bullets. I think oh, the, the bullets! The bullets indicated that it was a, a special type gun. of gun or something, and, and, and yeah, and they. Well, what, and then there's the whole thing of like he he guesses that she the reason she shot the dog so much was because she rammed the gun down the dog's throat yes. and got it cremated. And, yes, and nobody uh, noticed that yeah. during the a cremation. Lot of, a lot would have had to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot would have had to happen. It's a little bit of a leap. But I was thinking, in general, the idea of plastic guns is so scary, so scary. It's and the it, number one downloaded schematic for uh, 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 the three uh, D printers. Yeah, the, I don't know guns. if the documentary came out yet, but I saw a trailer for this Vice documentary about because uh, you can three D print yeah, these guns. How is that? And the, and then the other thing was there was this guy. But, you, but the, the ironic thing is that you love three D. <laughs> and so how can you slam 3D guns when you love 3D so 3D much? is cool. <laughs> I mean, you live for 3D. 3D is awesome. I mean, Jesus. God, we're going to be printing so many 3D things, but that's so fucked up. And and the guy who sort of got those plans out there, if I'm remembering correctly, because I read an article a while ago, was like this lawyer or something. This guy who is like, I'm not into guns, but I think that the... Uh, I think for the freedom of like thought and or whatever, uh, everything being out there, I'm going to put these schematics out there or something. There's, it's like, there's some scientist in, in Europe somewhere. I think he's German. I can't remember who wants to release the data on, you know, bio, uh, bacterial, uh, chemical weaponry that, you know, could wipe out, obliterate millions of people. He goes, but the same thing. He's like freedom of information. Yeah. But they go, but if you do that, someone's going to weaponize these, this bacteria or this right, you know, chemical that you're building. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to do, cause it's the freedom of information. But <laughs> there's some guys, you know, some European guy. That's fucking scary as hell. That's I so know. terrifying. Yeah. But I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's scary, but like, what's what's the worst that happens? You die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you die. But the idea that the yes, that's true. You but, die, and it's like okay. But <laughs> the idea that this guy would just be like, you know what? I'm just putting it out there. That, that that's scary. That is that is it's frightening. Is, but, the, but the, once again, the end game. What is the end game? Yeah, but you can't just say the okay. end game's death like that. You can't take every that. like big tragedy, everything oh, horrible thing. Come on. And here you are making podcasts. You're not living in some. Like, you're perfectly happy when, when you're worthless. You're making <laughs> podcasts. We're all little little specks. We're all little dots. We're all little little motes of dust. We're not. It's not important. It's not, it's not important. I'm not saying you shouldn't have fun. You shouldn't try to <laughs> right. do. things. Things you shouldn't work at stuff. Of course we should. We should all do those things. We should pursue them. But at the same time, no. 
that it doesn't it's meaning there's nothing, nothing matters no it doesn't matter but we still have to have our you act in a certain way you're not going out just hurting no. people all the time I, so that's a choice i've made i just don't want to live my life that way but it's not because you know i don't like fear a repercussion of you know, I don't think I'm going to go to hell or something. Yeah, but it's not going to hell. But you wouldn't want if you had the schematics to the, the those things. You wouldn't be like, oh, here they are. I know you you go. Yes, I kill. would not do that. Right, you yes. go kill people. Right, no, no, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't exactly because not my it's not my personal makeup. But and I don't want that to happen. Of course, I'm not rooting for it to happen. Right. All I'm saying is I cannot live. With the anxiety. Oh, that's true. Of yeah, that of habit. course. Like, of okay, course. The, uh, yeah, of course. The guy's going to release the chemical thing. You know, right. I, I was having a conversation with somebody at work recently and, and uh, they were telling me they, they had they heard some kind of, you know, they were at some sort of like uh, um, conference where they were talking about um, uh, the, the apocalypse, sort of apocalyptic events that could happen, you know. And they were talking about, oh, people worry about the um, – Nuclear war, they worry about the chemical weapons, they worry about, you know, this, that earthquake or whatever, things like that, that, that stuff, or uh, global warming and all this. Right. And this guy who was at the conference, who I guess was some big scientist, NASA scientist, or some sort of, you know, a, a expert in the field of, uh, of, of space, was like, he's like, no, no. He's like, asteroids. He goes, you, the only thing to fear. And you should be afraid. And legitimate fear is asteroids. Because the, the, the close calls we've had statistically are so terrifying. He said that is what will take it all out. That's what's going to happen. Because none of the other stuff's going to happen before an asteroid comes. And, and How, what, what is his time frame? He just thinks it could be any time? He's, he's like, well, you know. It could be 30 minutes. It could be 30 minutes from now. It could be 100 years from now. They don't saying, know. Wait, wait, they don't he, know. But he shouldn't. But the, here's the thing is you can't – that thing you can't fear. That's just the thing where it's like, well – It's an existential we, – but it's all an existential fear. Right. It's all an existential – it's so big. It's so cataclysmic. It's so big in scope that how can you – you can't worry about the day by day. Now, <clears throat> I don't feel that way I guess about uh, sort of um, – you know, I, I guess I feel different about um, government influenced, like genocides and things like that. That I don't feel as uh, uh, apathetic. Yeah, about. well, yeah, I, I, things I like that. Know. I feel more like we should be, we can take action. We can stop this. And we, we should because the, these are people that are evil, and they should be yes. stopped. Can be stopped. Yes. And yes. we have a right to yes. – we should be helping other people. That's right. I do believe that. Good. But some lone crazy gunman who's got the fucking finger on the chemical thing and, and – I mean if you stop him, I mean there's going to be 10 other guys. There's 100 other guys who want to do the same thing. It's just a matter of time probably before that happens. So what we're saying yeah. is – Watch Luther while you can, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> just try to enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy it as much as you can. Yeah. Well, I have to say that you are the perfect, like, uh, in terms of, because uh, we're talking about drama and all these dark things, like, it is super awesome that you're working in drama now, because that's where... <laughs> that's it, where my heart is at the moment. It, it's, but it's it's badass. Like, it is exciting. Are you psyched about the I'm new very, show? Oh, I'm super excited. I can't really t- tell you anybody, anything about it. I've uh, obviously agreed not to do that. I can't really, I can't tell it's, anything about it. That's not It's as out tight there. as the Scream script, where everybody signed non That's right. That's right. I mean, I could tell you, like, basically what the book, I've been saying, because the book's out there. You know, oh, it's there's a, a book, book by Tom Carter. Is it called The Leftovers, the Leftovers as well? Yeah, and it's the same guy who wrote uh, Election and Little Children. Oh, um, okay. And he's awesome. He's, he's a writer in the room as well. Oh, that's so great. He's that's a, really cool. He's the, really great. He's really, uh, really, really uh, super talented. Um, but he, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's a show that takes place, I don't know, roughly now. And uh, it's been three years since the rapture, uh, where if people don't know what the rapture is, it's sort of a biblical idea that all the holy people, all the worthy people will be snatched up and disappear off the earth and taken up to heaven. And everyone who's left over is left over. But in this reality, three years ago, uh, the rapture happened and uh, only 2% of the world population disappeared. And it was across all religions and people who are not religious and across morality like it, babies disappeared as well as you know rapist murderers Whoa. disappeared so 
everything's become, you know, invalid. Everything's, be, you know, it's... They and they have to continue with society. Yeah, people are just continuing with society. That sounds... Society. That that's, sounds a, that's about all I can say about it. But that's all public knowledge. But Yeah, uh, that's great. I, well, yeah. I want to... I uh, now I want to read the book. I'm, it's it's I, good. I'm, uh, I really loved it. Are you the type of guy who reads the book before seeing a movie or, or tries to I do try that? to. I try yeah, to try do that to. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it sometimes ruins the movie, but sometimes it's just like I need to know the source material. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know what this is. Well, you know what though? The thing about it is like I should not have read Hunger Games. I should have just yeah, no, I should have just gone to that, see Hunger Games. Well, that's the thing is I didn't read that. I was like, I don't want to read this. And then with Game of Thrones, I read I think two, two, two or three books. And I was at a certain point, I was like, I can just watch the show. I, I see. Now, I loved Game of Thrones, and I read it all before the shows came out. I read, like, all the Game of Thrones before even season one came out because I, really I really got into them. And then I really thought they do a nice job. They do a great job. Well, that. that's, other th that's one of the reasons why – because I was like, I can't read a thousand pages of this when, when I can just watch. <laughs> like, see, the great thing about it is I buy them all on Kindle, and I don't keep the page it's number on the never page. Ending, just never-ending. Just never-ending. You're just like – So I'm uh, like, okay. I, uh, if I think if I had to look at the giant thick book, I'd be like, oh, man, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like you just know how big the meal is, and you're like, I can't fucking yeah, finish yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those fifty ounce steaks or something that they, uh, you know, if you finish it, you get it for free. But you don't win anything. You yeah. just you just don't pay for your meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Curtis, for coming and checking out Luther. Uh, we, I, you, uh, sometimes I have people recommend stuff at the end of the episode, but you've already recommend. I feel like we've talked about a bunch of cool. But things. Black Mirror. I oh, recommend. oh yes. Now I've only seen two episodes, but I really like them. Neil Campbell also is on the podcast, and he recommended that, and he described one episode. <laughs> That sounded so awesome that I. What was, his, what was his? It was the one where um, they kidnap like the queen, the, 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 the princess, the princess, yes, yes, and they're like, "We're gonna you I have just to have that sex one. with a pig." Yeah, yeah, yeah on Prime TV. Minister. Like uh, that is exactly the, what I want. The great watch thing on TV. about it is, it's and I'm, I guess Neil already said, just repeating what Neil said, but it's just not played for laughs at all. Yeah, it's played like a one-hour drama, like Luther. It's played like Luther, but the core premise is just something so ridiculous and stupid and and kind of like juvenile and disgusting. that's exactly what i want to watch yes. like that's the perfect it thing. was it's really good so I, i'll second neil campbell and say people should check out black mirror um and they should also check out eight month old boston terriers yes go on uh, curtis Gwynn. i'm on instagram and you'll <laughs> see only pictures of my boston terrier bruce and i'll say very cute and i'll start following you on instagram i'm just getting into it Wow, man. Way to, way to fucking join up. Yeah, way thanks. Up. Thanks, dude. I'm trying to stay yeah. on the pulse. Uh, thanks so much, Curtis. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Craig. I'd like to thank my guest, Curtis Gwynford, dropping on by, watching Luther with me, talking about some stuff. We talk about a lot of stuff. Good stuff, bad stuff, okay stuff, uh, other stuff. Um, if you're a fan of the podcast, you know what you can do. You can review it on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter. You can go on Facebook and follow the show on Facebook. You can do so many things. You could right now drop everything you're doing, go outside, and just run. Forrest Gump style across the United States. You'll gain a following. And then when, when at your height of your guruism, you'll stop and just stop running. Because that's what happened in the movie. Thanks for so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Have a great night and an early mañana. Adios, amigos. Mm -hmm.